This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. New message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to a bank holiday, Easter Friday, Friday Night Live of That Mill Podcast. Hope you guys are doing all well today. Joining me, as always, my two regular friends, co-hosts of the show. First up, Mr. Mickey Simpson, ex-founder boards. Hello, mate. Hello, fella. How you doing? I'm all right. All the better for three points today, mate. Oh, all the better for three points, two fabulous saves. And, uh, yeah, Rotherham going home with fucking their tears. All good, mate. All good. I'll tell you, mate, the fans are going to be in for a shot with this next one. <laughs> well, joining us as always is, uh, di- well, actually, it's a different one today, isn't it? It's a uh, positive nil, Mr. Neil Fizzler. Hello, Neil. You all right? Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's bright and breezy on this good Friday, not bank holiday Friday, but there you go. Oh, I said bank holiday Easter Friday. Technically, the banks are shut today, so I feel like I'm on to something there. So, um, even to regulars in the chat, obviously, we've got Richard here. How you doing, mate? He's talking about, we'll come back to that in a second, actually. Um, he's talking about, obviously, the game today, which is obviously a 1 0 victory for Mill over Rotherham. Uh, evening to Barry. Hope you're doing well, mate. And obviously, evening to anyone watching, be sure to comment in the chat. You know, obviously, anything you guys want to put in and say, we'll read it out as long as it's not too out of the order, out of the ordinary, should we say? Uh, no, but yeah, we won. Or even just positive. Just to Barry, Barry. Yeah, the intro was great. That was my um my daughter did that for us. So uh it was a brand new video made and I and we thought we'd put it out there. So uh I'm taking the glory for her. So yeah, well done to my daughter Till. So uh yeah. Proud there you go. Over there. Oh Proud yeah, of yeah. Her. Proper, proper, proper. <laughs> <laughs> let's go straight into today's news. I mean, Neil, we won one nil against Rotherham United. I think you know that's what two wins back to back now at the den. What a, I mean, what a three points really is to take it and, you know, seven games to go now. It's, we're only seven points off the playoffs. Dare I even mention it, but, you know, it's, it's looking all hunky-dory. <laughs> Let's not pretend we're going to reach the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, but let's get a bit real. No, superb result, wasn't it? First half was probably instantly forgettable. We'll come on to that, I'm sure, in a moment. But second half, we took the game to them at the start of the second half. And we came out of it with three points. Uh, They didn't really deserve anything from the game. They're shit, aren't they? Let's face it, at the end of the day. They're where they are at the bottom of the table and for good reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you there, to be honest. I think I think they'll be looking at it today, though. They would have thought it's an opportunity to come against a middle side that's in the mid-table, languishing there, kind of not much to play for. But if anything, you know, they... I feel like they try and try to test us, but we rose above it and obviously got the three points. Um, evening to a couple of latecomers. Alan Smith, hope you're doing well, mate. And also Gavin, I was waiting for your comment, Gavin. Evening to you. He's on the Don Perion and Michael Lobb to celebrate our fine performance today. I guess we'll do drink talk. I'm on the, a gin and tonic slimline one. I weren't going to drink, but then Neil went to the fridge and grabbed himself a drink. So I thought, well, I've got to join in and not miss out on that. What you got there, Neil? Uh, I've got something from Aldi, Ascar or whatever it's called. I don't know, some kind of premium cider, as they call it. <laughs> Mickey, what are you on today? You're on the Strongbows, ain't you, I think? Yeah, he's, he's on the he's on the apple juice or the dark fruits over there, wherever it is. Dark fruits, right. dark fruits, dark fruits. But yeah, so we're on we're on our, our gin and a tonic over here myself anyway. You know, trying to keep health as well. I'm compromising somewhat, but just trying to piss Neil off, really, by drinking gin, I think. So, uh, Mickey, what do you yeah, think of today's game? Yeah, brands are available. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, what did you think of today's game today? Mickey, happy with the three points? Oh, I thought it was superb, mate. It was, a, it, was a, it was an ugly game, to be fair. I mean, you know, we bored it out. First half, I think we, we missed a lot of chances where we could have possibly got one or two. But you know what? At the end of the day, a win to win, I'll take three points all day long, mate. Um, and I think it's... Uh, 
Yeah, it's all, at the end of the day, mate, three points are three points. Uh, a win is always better to wake up to and have a beer to uh, than us coming on here moaning. I think we give a better show when we're uh, positive and I think people get involved a lot more when we're positive. So, uh, yeah, all good. I'll come back to the first comment that we had this evening uh, from Richard Smith here, which I don't recognise the name. So thanks for tuning in, Richard, if it's the first time you've come along. In one game, chaps, goal of the season and two saves that were both saves of the season. So let's talk about the first part of that comment goal of the season second half back post Jed Wallace from a corner he was aimed for by the way he made a late darting run towards the back post and it kind of fortunately just got there and then Neil what about that finish and what about the goal mate words on that mate that goal was fucking horny yeah that goal was you you your front door you, you get a bang on the front door and there's Maria Sharapova in nothing but a Millwall shirt that is what that goal was. That goal was sexy, wasn't it? He was one hell of a strike. And I think, yeah, when Mickey said it on our group chat, it was the one and only place that he could put that ball. And he put it there. And it was sweet, I tell you it? what, I mean, yeah, the that. only thing that was disappointing about that was there wasn't a decent bank holiday crowd to see it because that would have sent the place fucking mental. That's oh, yeah. It. Hundred percent. I would have been down the, um, the pub afterwards, probably still talking about the goal now and raving about it, waiting for the highlight show to come on on the pub TV. Um, yeah, obviously, it's, great one, moment, it's one of those goals where you practice from a young kid, don't you? That 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 sweet volley of hitting it exactly where you want it, that that just skimming underneath the top bar and, and landing where it did, and that was, you know, that could have that could have been so wrong. He could have scuffed that, he could have done, but he just caught that so fucking sweet. That was. That is huge potential for goal of the season, hands down. Definitely goal of the day. Has to be goal of the day and goal of the month. Jed Wallace doing Jed Wallace things, right? You know what? It would probably go down as probably one of the top five or six goals we've scored at that ground. Yeah, would you not agree? I don't know. I think Malone's have something to say about that this season because for goal of the season, what Mickey's saying. But I think definitely it was a great finish. I mean, it's only something Jed Wallace is capable of, isn't it, in our side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Malone, actually, I think. I do think that, what's his name? There's a few comments seem to be doing there. If we didn't have Bart this season, we would be absolutely fucked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. So uh, Barry said it here, Bart has to be the best keeper in this league. How the fuck is he not Poland's number one? I mean, he's got competition from Suchesny, hasn't he? The ex-Arsenal boy who plays for Juventus now in Italy. But yeah, I mean, let's talk about the penalty save. Obviously, I actually missed the penalty save because I was travelling home from work at the time. But I'm reliably informed from both these two here, my co-hosts, that it was a it was a brilliant save, wasn't it? I think, you know, obviously, was it meant to be a penalty, lads? I think you guys kind of concluded it should have been a penalty just, maybe? No, I've... I've he got the ball. I think it was a harsh penalty. But I think the ref, if I'm honest with you, I think the ref was all game was looking for something to give to them because he'd given a few chances to us. And I think he just needed to balance it out. But I think it was a bit of a harsh, if I'm honest, really. But you know what? Penalty is a penalty call. You know, go for it. But but to to get as far as he did on that reach and on, on a fully extended reach and still be able to snap his wrist to knock it out of the way was superb. It wasn't a fluke. He, he proper got his hand to it. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, Mate, I agree. To be honest, yeah, I thought... Yeah well I, th- yeah, no, well, I thought it was a penalty. I thought that Murray Wallace was all over the eye, clicked his heel, and he didn't need to do what he did. So, I thought it was a penalty myself. But, to be fair, uh, I, th- I th- can't argue. 
you, you can't argue with the though. save. Yeah, no, well, Pierce was the one that made the challenge that actually took the ball, wasn't he? <clears throat> but I think uh, I think it was a fucking blinding penalty, wasn't it? It wasn't... Uh, I don't think it was a particularly well-struck penalty, but it was a blinding fucking you know, I think I think he fucking... I think he connected with that well. He was just... Bart just... I think Bart saving that in the way he did. I mean, he knew where he was placing that ball and he took it with a bit of power. And to stop that one-handed just shows you really the strength in, in that boy's hands and wrists are fucking unbelievable. And without him, we would be seriously looking at bottom half of the table this season, 100% guaranteed. Yeah, well, we discussed it the other week, I think, when we were discussing who is the most valuable player to Millwall. And I said Bart and... I stand by that. Those two saves today, the first one from the guy whose name I can't remember, I Iwalski or something, the central defender, that was hell of a save. That really was clawing it out at the bottom corner. Yeah, um, and, it, and it, was it was far stretched from that one as well. And I mean, to be able to jump yeah. back up, it's really, you know, what you need is, is Brian Horn or fucking... Um, Brian King to sit there and say, you know, or even 40, and they'll tell you how, how much really those two saves today were just fucking top class. Proper, proper cl- top class. So um, on the comments, Absolutely. hello to Joe, to Joe Zampa, hello to John London. If you're in the chat and you just come along now, be sure to say hello. Uh, comment here from Charlie Mahoney. What do you guys think about this one? Do you think we are running our luck at times? It worries me where we'd be without Bart and Jed. So let's take the four games into consideration, lads. We've um, only conceded, I think it's the two, three goals in that one second half period against QPR. Aside from that, we've not conceded any goals. And we've won the last three. It's like, you know, you could argue if you took that game out of consideration. But are we running our luck at times, Neil? You know, we're relying on, obviously, master saves, so to speak, from Bielkowski. I mean, all the defence do their job. We're, quite, we're set up to be defensive anyway, so it doesn't surprise me that we've not conceded many goals. But, you know, especially Jed in attack... I think I saw a stat today that he's scored 19 goals and assisted 18 since the start of last season. And without them assisting goals, you'd hate to think where we'd be in the table, personally, I feel like. I think every team rides their luck, really, don't they, at one time or another. And we're just, uh, yeah, we're just like other teams. I think even the likes of Man City ride their luck, don't they? But I think there's an evolution of the team going to happen this summer. I think you'll find that uh, Rowett will uh, be getting the players that he wants in and he'll be changing one or two. But, yeah, no, uh, the core of that team, Bart, Jed, uh, Jake Cooper, uh, who else is key in that team? Ryan, Ryan Woods. Woods. No. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Woods. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say yeah, but it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, Sean Hutchinson, people like that, yeah. Yeah, the spine of the team is very good. If we can just add to it, like I thought that young uh, that young Mitchell came in and had another good game today, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, McNamara, very unlucky with that humdinger from the corner that was cleared and their keeper made quite a good save. So we're not that far away. We're not we're not that far away. But I think that yeah you saw it yeah you saw it in in yeah yeah in the second half. We're starting to get players back. So hopefully we're gonna start dominating some teams. 
We've had some comments come in about um, uh, you need to slow down, Neil. Apparently, now decided has gone to Neil's barnet. Apparently, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What yeah, but that was only me. because I described that. Yeah, but only because I described that goal as horny, and it well, was fucking horny. Come on, it and was also, fucking brilliant. Jesus, if I can't be positive, yeah, I might as well go and watch the fucking telly. And also, of all people to turn up at my door, I don't know if I'd want Sharap over because she's quite a noisy tennis player, ain't she? So I mean, uh, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what my neighbours would think. I don't know what my neighbours would think about that one. They're not she's quite. Yeah, you ever met her? Yeah, you ever met her? I interviewed her at Wimbledon. She smiled as a fucking mess for three days afterwards. <laughs> Seriously fit, I tell you. More people talking about Bart saves and um, Gordon Bank, like apparently from Joe Zampa. Obviously, you know, I feel like we're very lucky. I mean, a couple of people mentioned obviously Jordan Archer. It's I, I do agree with your point, Neil. Obviously, saying you know most valuable position or most valuable asset. I think it's important to have a really good goalkeeper. So like, I take your point on that. And you know, obviously, you know, it's not easy to just find a goalkeeper out of nowhere. You know, we've had a, we've been quite lucky and spoiled with likes of David Ford, Tony Warner, and since the turn of the millennium, so to speak. But you know, after going through the, the mishaps of Archer. To have Bart come in, you know, it's just kind of left up positions being nice and secure, hasn't he? It's just kind of kept it, secured it, and it's not even a worry anymore. You know, we used to spend half our time cutting off Archer. Now, you know, it's just it's secure, safe, and in, in safe hands, so to speak, with Bart. Yeah, well, you know what the most worrying point is about the whole thing about that was we fucked around. Why didn't we just pay the money? Jesus yeah. Christ, we could actually have lost him. Who Bart? Yeah. Yeah, but the only reason we fucked yeah, about it is because he's got a knee injury. He's got a knee injury. Yeah, but he got picked up on a medical, and Mill wanted to pay him on a pay per play. He wanted it, yeah, but exactly. um, Ipswich didn't want to. Ipswich wanted to play hardball, so that's why he ended up going back. Yeah, and then exactly. It ended up being arranged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, just think what could have been. Just yeah, think what could have happened because we started to fuck around. Yeah. Yeah, but Mill weren't going to pay. Yeah, but what do you think about it realistically? Say Millwall paid close to a million pounds for him. He played two games and got injured, and then he's out for the rest of the season, out for the rest of the rest of his career through his knee, and then we'd all be cutting Millwall off. So I think but, what they did was right. No, we, but Millwall's point is, but also players are actually insured. Yeah, but players are insured, so we'd have got our money back anyway. Think of Chris Wood, for example, though, to counteract that, Mickey, at that point. You know, he took a player on loan, he's performed well, then his price tag put another zero on it, and then, you know, you're, t- you're talking silly money. So I do get what both your points there. But obviously, it's worked out well in the end. He's a middle player. We got him relatively cheap, I imagine, because obviously he was in his last year of contract at Ipswich and made it permanent. And obviously, since then, he's not looked back. So I think I'm sure like he'll be here for a few more years to come because he's superb. I think Joe mentioned earlier, Joe Zampo, if he if he had if he had a bit of play of his feet, he'd be playing in the Premiership. He suits us though. He's very <laughs> true. You know, that's it. I'll keep him. Yeah, he had that one mistake. Gavin Smith's comment. Yeah, we can put up Which Gavin one? Smith's comment, please. Which one? This one. Yeah. Absolutely right, mate. If you turn down Sharapova, not the Millwall Iner. I didn't say I would turn down Sharapova. I'm saying I would think of I'd think of better people in an analogy if I'm going off on one than Maria Sharapova. Let's be fair, fair to myself there. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not under I'm not turning down Sharapova in this scenario. I'm just saying it wouldn't be the first thought to come to my head, which is obviously an interesting thought from you, Daniel. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my um, go-to lines. 
Yeah, but it's one of my go-to lines. <laughs> what about this one from uh, Joe as well, actually? Was Ben Thompson in the squad today? He wasn't, by the way. I've just checked this to, to, to check myself. No, he wasn't. I couldn't remember yeah. if he was on the subs bench. But let's, let's, um, let me read out the bench today, lads, because I feel like it was a good talking point to have. And I think, Mickey, you might have commented on it in our group chat. Frank Fielding, Alex Pierce, Sean Williams, Marlon Romeo, Connor Mahoney, Ken Sahore, Kefton Belds, Tom Bradshaw, Bud Fartson. I mean, as benches go for Millwall this season, especially with recent times and our injuries, I mean, we'll best talk about Sean Hutchinson got off injured. Hopefully that's not a lengthy injury for him. But, you know, nine subs there, nine experienced first-team players. I know I, we say about playing the youth and giving them an opportunity to play, but, Mickey, as strength and depth goes, you know, you mentioned it in our chat earlier, that's that's good to, options to have, isn't it, for Rowett as a manager? Absolutely. They're the people you want, you want in your side, didn't you? Um, mm-hmm. you know when you want to be able to change the game they're the people you want um, and I think they're I, I think it's nice that they're all coming back at the right time in the season as well yeah I mean look it's a strong bench for us isn't it Neil you know Mickey mentioned the point like I said but to have that options you know change games so many subs you can make I think you can make five can't you this season so oh, it's nice yeah. for yeah it's nice for right to have them options from the bench to try and change games and obviously with a lot of games coming up game on Monday for example it's nice to have that squad option for once. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but the timing couldn't have been better, really, could it? Uh, well, with a run of games now to the end of the season, you want your strongest squad available. And I think it showed Conor Mahoney came back for the first time since November, didn't he? And he was pretty unlucky that he couldn't get the ball on his left foot because that was a brilliant little turn and... Uh, and then he sidestepped inside the guy and I thought just lost his foot in as he went to shoot. But mm. that would have been superb. Kefton Bell would come in on Keith. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely superb. Saw Hall, when you want a guy to hold the ball up at the end in the corner, there's probably no better guy at the club, is there? No. He fucking injury prone, but absolutely brilliant bench. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, one thing I, tw- I was just actually reading there, I was just trying to get a tweet that I found, but, you know, I feel like it's, it's unfortunate for Mill because, you know, let's talk about it. You know, one step forward with all these subs being on the bench, then Hutchinson goes off injured, and then you've got Alex Pierce back in the side. Uh, there's actually a comment here from uh, Barry, I think it was. You know, Hutchinson's a warrior. He wouldn't come off unless he was uh, fucking hurt. My fear is he plays Pierce now. I thought that was interesting, lads. I mean, we mentioned Kifter Bell being on the bench. Maybe he's not 100% just yet. But, you know, the option is there to move George Evans back to the right side of centre-half. And I wouldn't be surprised personally to see him there on Monday because I, I personally don't want Pierce near the team. We've spoken about that before. But it was interesting that he decided to bring Pierce on instead. I mean, is that because he likes the balance of Evans, Mitchell and Woods in the middle, do you think? Or maybe Kefta Bell's not quite 100% yet? I mean, what do you think about that, Neil? I, I think your last comment was probably the closest to what well, it is. Kefta Bell's not played for, what, six, seven, eight weeks Yep. He's probably only been training for a week to 10 days. Uh, so it would have been a massive ass to have put him on. Yeah, when did he go off? 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Yep. That would have been, that would have been, that would have been too much, I think, to have asked myself. But I do agree. I don't want Pierce playing. Uh, he's all right if you want to bring him on. Uh, at some stage, although to be fair, I don't think he really put a foot wrong today. But then again, he didn't have anything to do, really, did he? They took off their main strike threat, Freddie Ladapo, quite early on. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just quite an easy afternoon for him. I think um, a topic of conversation from the chat at the moment, but, you know, Joe's here saying, with Keith and Mahoney back, Mitchell playing well alongside, along with Evans and Woods, will Ben Thompson get in? And then Richards then said, hate to say it, but I think Thompson's done now. What's your thoughts, Mickey? I think Thompson's done now. I don't, you know, maybe if he's trying to rotate the squad and give people some safe legs going into the end part of the season, maybe you might get one more game. But I just don't think, I, I, I don't, as much as it hurts to say it, and I like Ben, um, and I know people who, who know Ben really well and stuff, but I just I don't know if he's really championship capability. I think what he probably needs is drop down a bit, get a lot of match experience, get that consistency going, and then maybe step back up. But it's starting unf- in the championship is not, not for him. It's unfair of me to label him and compare him to John Marcus because John Marcus didn't get the look in that Thompson had at Millwall, for example. Mm-hmm. But he does fall into that little category for me, I, f- I feel like, because I loved Marquis. Like, he gave his all every time he put his um, self out there. You can't, you, it's literally the same kind of comparison, I feel like, for Thompson in that sense. And obviously, now look at Marquis scoring goals for fun in League One. If he came to the Championship, would he necessarily do it? You know, that's the whole catch 22 scenario. And I think Thompson will kind of, I think, maybe go to League One. And I think a lot of people are saying this, you know, Joe's saying I could see him going to Portsmouth in the summer. We obviously know they've been interested for a long time. Then again, they've changed their manager. Jacket's no longer there. So that's something that could potentially change. But I know he was obviously hotly rated at uh, Portsmouth and the fans loved him. Um, same from Alan here. I rate Tomo Millboy, but it's not worked out for him under Rowett. Still think he can do more than a job for us. This is it. Like, you need players like Thompson and McNamara in the squad to show these players the Millwall way. But at the same time, if Thompson doesn't want to be playing second fiddle to a centre midfield pairing of Woods and Evans, you can't knock him for that. And obviously he wants to go out there and play lots of games. Still, you know, mid-20s, early-20s to go out there and just make a good career for himself, really. And you can't knock him. He's been part, you know, he played a lot, a lot for us, especially in League One. But just since we came to the Championship, it's not really worked out for him, has it, Neil? I feel like, you know, he's had a couple of dribs and drabs. Last season got hit by an injury. And this year just really hasn't got that looking or opportunity to really show what he's about, I feel like. And I don't think he's actually played well when he has been given a run of games until fairly recently. He had a nice little run of games and he didn't really impress. Looks like a fish out of water in this yeah, well, in this league. I think Barry's got a good point there that Woods might not be at the club next year. But what we're forgetting is that we've still got Ryan Leonard so, will he go out and will he strengthen? Will he bring somebody in? Will he loan somebody? You don't know. But I think, unfortunately, Ben Thompson isn't good enough to play in the championship, not for Millwall. And, it hurts me. and I think yeah. we, and I, and, and I think we have to, I think we have to accept that and not do as what we like doing as Millwall, and that's hanging on to players for a little bit too long. I think that Ben Thompson's time is probably up at Millwall. I think we need to accept that. And I think for the good of his career, he needs to move on so he can play on a regular basis. And as as you both said, is actually uh, go down to maybe come back up again. I wish him all the best. Apparently, he's a really nice guy. Uh, He's Millwall through and through. But we can't afford to hang on to him. He just isn't good enough. We've got to, yeah, this summer we have to, we have to get players in that are good enough. I know Sean Williams will probably retire this summer, won't he? 35, 36. So 
So we're slowly, Rabbit's slowly bringing in the players that he wants. And I think we have to accept that Ben Thompson isn't going to be one of them. That's it though, isn't it? You know, we had a change of style of play as well. Gone are the days of Neil Harris 4-4-2. Gregory making the run down the channel for Thompson to play a lofted ball down the line to him. You know, it's just, the style of play has changed. He doesn't fit into it, you know. And I think in that sense, you know, like it is fair that, you know, he's probably going to move on to another club. He's not playing in a 4-4-2 formation. He's playing in a side that, you know, trying to pass the ball around a lot and he spends half his time on his backside. And I love Thompson to bits, but, you know, he, he's always just playing like strictly come uh, dancing, ain't he, or something, or dancing on ice. Like, when you look at him, you're thinking like, what's he doing here? But I think a lot of the chat agree. Um, Katie's actually led me on to a point because I thought, you know, from what I saw from the game, I was impressed with him. I think Malone has been brilliant this season for us. And I thought... He's you know, my player of the year. He's my player here. of the year. Same here. Here. I think um, if it wasn't for Leonard's injury, I think Leonard would be in the close contention with him. Because Leonard's obviously... Absolutely. Agreed. Midfield, agrees. You know, he's played right wing back at the start agreed. of the season. Dropped into centre-half later in the season. And if Leonard was available, I'm looking forward to him coming back. I've not seen anything about an update for him. But, you know, hopefully he's back for a little bit of the running. Because then if he came back... I mean, even if we've got Bournemouth to play, and even if we've got, you know, the likes of who's our fixtures? I actually had them up. Here we go: Stoke, Swansea, yeah, we've got Brentford, one. Bournemouth, Watford, Bristol City, and Coventry. Fred Leonard involved in them games. I feel like we could be a threat to some of these sides on the counter attack, especially. But just saying. So, I mean, but yeah, I think you know it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, Malone, like I said, you know, it's been superb, hasn't he, Mickey? Would you make a Malone this season? Uh, Malone's been superb, um, but my player of the season will probably be Bart, if I'm honest. Because I think if we didn't have him, we'd be fucked. I think we could seriously be looking relegation if we didn't have him. Um, right on cue from Barry here, by the way. Hey, see, I didn't even see that that, that word there. You I'm literally started in. flirting, it, and then that comment came in saying, "How can you look past Bart? No Bart." Yeah, but I think it's one well in the same person. Mickey is actually Barry, really. <laughs> but look okay so the facts are right if you look at our statistics and you look at the league table and how we performed yeah we've not conceded many goals I feel like it's it's not just Bart's job though I feel like the defence is all mucks in and we set up quite defensively so I credit Bart and like I said like we, I don't even think about it anymore after Archer it, you know Archer it'd be in my mind all the time thinking shit he's going to make a mistake he's going to cost us a game even the player semi-final way to Scunthorpe United I remember him trying to get the ball and Tony scores a header at the corner you know like Archer cost us so many goals. We then get promoted and then that season he can see a lot of 10 silly mistakes and you take away them 10 silly mistakes, potentially we could have been in the playoffs that year. So you can't look past Bielkowski whatsoever. I do agree. But I think Malone's come in and, you know, for a second spell, he could have been, you know, like a Ben Marshall second spell where Ben Marshall came back in and wasn't interested. Malone's come in determined to make a point and prove himself. And he's earned a contract for next season, hasn't he, Neil? You've got to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that, yeah, well, that is the point that I was just going to make he, we have to do everything we can possibly do to re-sign him and to sign him up he obviously yeah but he obviously likes Rabbit he likes Millwall otherwise he wouldn't have come back so we must be in the running but we have to do everything we can to sign Scott Malone but I fear there'll be quite a few clubs in and around our position in the table that will be thinking I'd admit Scott you have a Scott Malone's had a bit of a revival at Millwall this season. And maybe it's not all going south, but we have to do everything we can possibly do to to sign up Scott Malone for next he's definitely, season. He, I, I think he's definitely, he's definitely grown up from the last time he was here. You know, he's no flash airy like he was last time. And he's actually, his football now 
is is talking. You know, what I mean, he's 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 letting his football do the talking now. He's you know, it's no Billy Big Bollocks. He is. This is what I can do, and, and this is what I can bring. And I think that's that's the great bit about it with him. This second half is that he's just, it, you know, he, he wants first team football, and we gave him that chance, and he's repaid us fucking well over. Um, I think it's just like how Neil said about his point there, though. You know, be interested elsewhere now, but it depends if he wants the paycheck and more money. Because let's be honest, we could be blown out of the water by teams probably in and around it with us because mm. we won't go above and beyond. I think Kevin has said that on multiple occasions before, but we'll pay what it's worth. But you know, I feel like he's in a position where he's 30, isn't he now? I think he turned 30 years old. He's obviously looking to kind of nail down to position and play some football. And there's there's no doubt he would be the first choice left back if he stayed at the club. So I'd like to see him personally commit. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see what happens, I think. And I'm pretty sure if, if, I, if I'm Millwall and you're still playing him now, part of me thinks the deal's already wrapped up. But, you know, you never know. A Premier League club could come in in the summer. If Norwich get promoted and want a left back, they might go for Scott Malone and take him. You know what I mean? So there's nothing to say it's not going to happen. But I think if Millwall's still playing him now, then you've got to think surely there's a deal in principle there to be had if possible. And it's just a gentleman's agreement. It's got to be done. I mean, there's some more comments coming in. Gavin Smith saying, we'd like to see Barry and Tiense given a go now. I mean, I've bummed, I've banged the drum for so long. I've, I've stopped doing it now. I'm gonna, not going to talk about it anymore. But it's I think that, it's but I look really... at I, I look at the fixtures yeah. though. This is what my point is, right? And I think the games that I would have played them are gone now. And yeah. you're looking at the fixtures we've got now and you've got Swansea, Brentford, Bournemouth, Watford. You know, we've got Stoke on Monday. Yeah, okay. But the only games I see the opportunity to play and maybe the last home game of the season against Bristol City, which would be a nice occasion. Imagine if we had a couple thousand Mill fans in there as well. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you I'm can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. When you're thinking about heading back to school, you're not just a student. You're a student and a parent, a student and a caregiver, a student and an employee, often all at the same time. So you need a school that can support all those ands. A school to help offer the confidence that, yes, this is hard, but it's totally possible. National University is here to support the whole you. Career, family, finances, and even mental health. National University. Learn more at nu.edu. Let's be hopeful. Yeah, you we could know. play them against Coventry as well. Yeah, exactly. But then that's it. Like aside from that, I wouldn't want to play them against these sides that are scoring goals for fun and you know looking to get bigger and better things this season. I, I, I think it would be a no-no nil for me. Like you're kind of putting them out in the firing line a little bit there. Yeah, the problem with Tienza is he plays in the same position as Scott Malone, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, if Scott Malone is dropped for Tienza, even if it is for a couple of end of season games, does that affect? Malone's thinking as to whether or not he's going to come back next year. Because you know what footballers are like and sportsmen are like. They're a a prickly species, aren't they? Difficult to work out at the best of times. But Bury's been in and around the side. I think now it's getting stronger. I think it's getting harder for him to get in. Hayden Mm -hmm. Muller, is. we've said, I'd still like to see Muller come onto the bench, especially if Hutchinson's out for the rest of the season, because we need some defensive cover on there. We can't just rely on having George Evans and uh, 
and then Alex Pierce because it ain't going to work. Is it? Alex Pierce no. is over it, mate. He's he, nine times out of ten, he's more of a fucking liability for us than a fucking benefit. So you've got to. But the trouble is that Rabbit has said he isn't going to play these kids for the sake of it, didn't he? Said it just before the international break, but. Yeah, but it's not about playing them for the sake of playing them. It's about fucking playing them because, you know, if Hutchinson's out, then we need someone there. And, you know, we need someone with a bit of pace and something about them. And, and no disrespect, you know, Pierce just hasn't got that in a minute, mate. Pierce yeah. is not. Pierce is about as oh, fucking scary as a cuddly toy in a fucking. How many, time, do you know what how, I mean? how many times have we said this, though, Mickey? You know what I mean? So it's like. But the only other player that in that interview that um, Neil referred to there before the international break that uh, right name dropped was Tienza. So, you know, maybe there could be opportunity for Tienza to come in and have a game. I know what you're saying, Neil, about Malone, but maybe it could be a nice hand over the guard, you know? It could be next couple of years, Malone could show him the ropes. And if Tienza is worth his money, oh, yeah, his no, calling, absolutely. It could absolutely. be ideal. Because you've got to yeah, think Shane, Ferg- Shane Ferguson's going to be leaving, and that's the other option for that position. So then you've got to think yeah, Tiense could then maybe Tiense, if he's not going to get a loan move when he wants to, you know, give him an opportunity route, it could be an option for Tiense to play himself into the fold, really. I think, you know, if it could be a, a nice competition to have Malone, Malone, Malone and Tiense, and then you could have uh, McNamara and Romeo on either side. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have competition for places yeah, all over there. Yeah, but you've also got Murray Wallace that can play there as well. And I think he'll yeah. probably play Wallace above Tienza, unfortunately. Because it's the kind of it's the kind of situation that we're in now that you can put these kids in and you can see if they're any good. We're not going up. We ain't going down. Yeah, so let's just see how good they are. I think everybody's yeah, well, we've been banging on for weeks, and I think I caught yours and Millwall, uh, sorry, yours and Mickey's podcast last weekend and you said you bore the banging on the same old things and it's the same old same old isn't it it is there's not much to talk about these days because we're not at the games there's no stories to talk about and this is it though isn't it i suppose because you're you're i feel less involved like even i'm struggling to watch the games even though we won today like i can't really recall i can't recall much of the game you know aside from the goal and obviously the penalty and you know i'm just sitting there thinking like I'm not really that infused about it. So I'm just holding on to August. You know, I put a tweet out on our handle um, and it was a stat. The last nine games at the Den, we've only lost one game, only conceding four goals. Obviously, we, you know, to take you through it, we drew 0 0 against Watford, drew 0 0 against Norwich, both great results. Looking back in them, I'd feel like. Beat Sheffield Wednesday 4 1, beat Birmingham 2 0, drew 0 0 of Wickham, classic Millwall, beat Preston 2 1, lost 2 0 to Blackburn, our only defeat. And then since then, 2 1 0 wins. And I think, you know, that's the highlight of our season, really. You look at it and think, wow, them nine games sum up me all this season. You know, you've got not scoring many goals. The other occasion we scored four. And um, aside from that, it's one nils, one nils, nil nils, two ones. It's been nitty gritty this season, hasn't it? But I feel like, and this is what I said in the tweet, roll on August and next season with a packed den. I feel like a lot of these one nil performances, you know, I feel like if there was a crowd there today, it would have urged the players a bit more to get out there and put an effort in, I feel like. And, maybe get us over the line a bit more comprehensively. So I'm just holding on to next season. Something to talk about, something to something to cheer about. And hopefully next season we can kick on a bit more, lads. What do you reckon, Mickey? No, I totally agree with you. No, I totally agree. I think I think this season we just do what we need to do, tick it over and then, you know, and then go next season and then actually go for it. Um, you know, I still, look, 
Millwall's Millwall, mate. Millwall makes you, you know, wonder till the last game. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't honestly think we will. But you know what? We might do. I was going to bring that up in a sec. Um, Go on, Mickey. Reply to him. Go on. Uh, uh, who? I don't know. Millwall Holdings. Do they look at the comments on here and comment on them? We do. Who? Do you mean us? Or do you mean the club? Or whoever? Because you're, you're Holdings there. But it's a weird name to have, Millwall Holdings. I oh, know. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, he might, might be called Holding. You never know. Alan Smith yeah, here. Remember seeing Billy Mitchell coming on as a sub last day of season at Wigan about two years ago. You can see the potential in the lag. Great prospect for us. Gavin then retaliated with that, saying, has Alexander beefed up now? This is George Alexander. Was too skinny at Wigan away. And, you know, this is it. Like, players, you've got to trust the manager's judgment. Ultimately, I can call for it and we can say, I want the youngsters to play. If Brad doesn't want to play them, I've got to trust the manager because it's his job to say they're not good enough. So you can't knock him for it, can you, Neil? If he's not playing them, it's his choice and we're winning at the minute. So who's going to stop him from doing so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, all he'll do is he'll just point out that the myth that teams can't play at home has been well and truly blown by us this season, hasn't it? That we're picking, yeah, that ironically our home form is is bloody good, especially in this in, yeah, in this second half of the season. But yeah, well, Rowett's hired and fired to pick a team, isn't he? And to win football matches. And he's picking what he thinks is the best team and he's winning football matches. So you can't argue with him, really, can you? Not it's even I better, can argue it? with him. I think the club had the, cha- I think Rowett had the challenge of, you know, set the team out that's going to be competitive in games. And that's probably why he's playing the formation he is. And we're still in games and we're winning games now. That's it. Like the home form was appalling. A lot of people online were talking about it and saying, you know, I think we only won three games in 28 or something stupid. And obviously having no crowd was obviously a big factor in that. But fair play to Rowett. He's changed things up, gone for this formation. And since he's gone to it in the new year, it's gone from strength to strength. Um, one more thing about young players, because Gavi's talking about it here. Obviously he said, Miller looks promising. And I'm pretty sure I saw my comment from MFC 1885. I did. Muller played against two Premier League teams, Burnley and Palace. He did. Palace and Paris, I remember as well. And didn't put a foot wrong. Should be at least on the bench. I agree. I know he had an injury. He was suspended at a point and then he was injured. He's come back into the 23s yeah. in recent weeks. And I personally would like to see him get an opportunity, definitely. And you never know. It could be definitely some sub appearances in the next few games for him. I think that this this says a... I think there's something in there. I, I, I don't know if he's got an issue with youngsters or, you know, he likes them being a certain way. But he weren't interested in him until he went to Scotland and was it you know is it because of um, Callum giving him the heads up and saying you know this player could actually do something for you that he's come back in because there are some promising youth players playing in our youth team what you know deserve at least a game or so to see what's what or um, I don't know maybe maybe COVID maybe the fact we got out of the cup games quite early um, don't know you know there's something there while we're not playing them but yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the lad who was on the other week who raves about Abdul Malik, wasn't it? Mm. As well, I think. But I think he's only been on the bench for the under twenty threes, from what I've seen. Oh, that's in a recent good. Weeks. That's a good point. We've we've missed him tonight. Where is the old fucking Rentagob? Old fucking Mister Scanlon. Oh, I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, I'm not really sure where he's at. But, I mean? uh, I've yeah. missed his comments tonight. He's not there. Um, <laughs> before we obviously move on a bit, possibly to the next game or, or go forward, um, we've done a vote earlier. We've done a poll on uh, on Twitter earlier about the um, – there's a couple of rumours flying around that uh, potentially there's either COVID passports or forced to take tests and all that. 
And I can't believe, actually, that the question was, question of the day was, would you accept needing a COVID passed, um, I put password, and that should have been fucking passport, but still, COVID passport and uh, and test before and after to go back to football uh, and primarily go back to Millwall? Um, 63% said yes, they would. They wouldn't mind. Um, which I thought to would have be been honest, the other I way think it's the only way that's going to happen. Yeah, but to be honest, I think it's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah, everybody is, though, is that desperate to get back to football. Like, I think we'll, yeah, but I think that most of us would jump through hoops, wouldn't we? I think uh, you see, this is where it gets this is where it gets interesting because fans want to get back to football badly, right? And we all do, we all miss it, uh, and I understand that, but. The clubs want you back, not because they want you back to watch the game of football. They want you back because of sponsorship. They want you back for the for the money, and they will do whatever needs to be exactly. done, lobbying the council, lobbying you know, lobbying the government, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But my my concern is if they if they want a passport, um, okay, I'm fine. But what I'm not fine about is giving clubs any more power or any more information. Than what they want. I thought after um, after the championship final a few years back at Wembley with the pitch invasion, where you know the FA wanted to force on us um, ID cards for away games and everything else, and I thought fucking hard that, that ain't going to happen um, because you know there's loads of people who are members who fucking give Mickey Mouse names and all that lot that you had to have a photo ID to be able to get a season ticket and get a ticket to go away and membership and all that. And that's just bullshit. You know, it's just more and more information because as soon as you do that, you're just doing the old Bill's job for you. There's already ground, you know, there's already information sharing between clubs and old Bill. If you, if I have to give a season ticket with a picture on and go, oh, by the way, I want to buy a season ticket. Here's my ID. Here's my name. Here's my address. Here's my photo. You're telling me that that's going to sit in a box somewhere. That's going to get digitalized. It's going to sit on a fucking screen somewhere. And when there's a bit of kick up at Millwall, Someone's going to go through that list and they're going to go, oh, he looks like him. There we go. Pop and off out. I don't give a fuck about what anyone says about data protection, all that bollocks. As soon as you start bringing ID, photo ID, or anything else into it, you're blurring the waters, mate. I mean, fuck me. Everton Millwall was what? How long ago? Two years ago? Two and a half years ago? And now they're starting to do it. And I saw a tweet earlier by um, Alison, who's, you know, the top football barrister, who's saying realistically, the court cases might not even take place till 2024. You're taking a piss. It's fucking so much. Yeah, do you remember after the Birmingham riot? Yeah, 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 with the ID cards, yeah. Yeah, well, you had to actually show your passport to get a season ticket the season after that. Yeah, yeah, but we're still on membership yeah, now. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, but we're yeah, still on membership now. It's because we sit yeah, but down to them. We bowed down yeah, but to unfortunately, the FA. Yeah, but we unfortunately... Unfortunately, I think that if you want to go to football, you're going to need a COVID passport. I think that the Football League are, are selling everybody out on the matter. I don't want a COVID passport, but if it means I can go to a football match, then I'm willing to accept it, yeah? And as long as you're not having to hand that into the club, as long as you – I don't know how they're going to do it, yeah? But as long as you're not handing over documents to buy a ticket and you just show – on your phone, I know they're talking about apps and all sorts, so God knows how they're going to 
work it if track and trace was anything to go by it won't fucking work yeah, anyway it's, it's, will it's it? a slippery look sorry but it's a slippery slope before i left one of the last things that were coming in or just after i left like being involved one of the last things were coming in we were always one of the last clubs to have unreserved seating in Coldplay lane right it was unreserved seating. It was always sold as unreserved seating. Most of it actually was sold as up around the stadium as unreserved seating, but it used to say on the ticket unreserved seating. The rest of the teams in the Football League fucking got on their little soapboxes, bitch like mad to the FA and everything else. Oh, it's not fair. Millwall's got this and they shouldn't be. It's not fair. And then fuck me, we bowed down and now everywhere's unreserved. Do you know what I mean? It's all bollocks, mate. You know, we sit where the fuck we want. We're Millwall. We go where we want. We sit where we want and get over it. That, that, it it's as simple as that. You know, it, it, no one ever goes to Millwall and sits in a seat they brought a ticket for. It, it just never happened, mate. And I just think it's a slippery slope of, of of tying us up with ID and this, that, and the other. It's just, it's just a fucking scam to go. Look, I've had my jab. I've had a jab. Uh, you know, and I'll have another one shortly. And yeah, it's nothing to do with that. I've got no idea of it. And all these people go, oh, "You got nothing to do. It's got nothing to do with that." I don't want to give too much information. I want to be able to turn up on a Saturday, home or away, walk to that ticket office, give them a fucking few notes, mate, with the Queen's Z on them, and say, "Thank you very much. I'll have a ticket here. Get my ticket. Go sit in. No fucker knows who I am, and that's the way it is, mate. I don't need anyone. Yeah, well, that who I will happen. Yeah, well, that will happen eventually, but I think initially it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I don't know what you're on about. Already- I think, I think it, let's be honest, sorry to interrupt you, let's be honest, in 10 years' time, we're going to go up to the counter and pay with Bitcoin. Come on, like, you know, it's, it's the world's yeah. changing. The world's changing big yeah, time. Like, the anonymity able- of money and not being able to go in. Yeah, what I mean it's is- not going to happen. Listen, Ricky, mate, listen yeah, what I, I guarantee mean is- you, at Millwall, more people pay with cash at Millwall, mate. Than 100%. Pay will carry around. Re- rest, of the okay, game, rest of the clubs sit there with cards everywhere and all that. Millwall, they still do cash. Loads I'll of ones. Most yeah, boys carry around more money yeah, in their pocket, we mate, start a civil war. Yeah, well, we said we weren't going to talk over each other, so let me say something, yeah? The, uh, oh, sorry, God. Yeah, but these passports aren't going to go on forever, yeah? It's just an initial thing that everybody's going to have to agree to to get into the ground, yeah? And I think we have to just accept it. I don't want to carry one, but if it means I can go back to football, well, I'm willing to do it. If you, know, if you don't want it, don't go to games. It's quite easy. Listen, listen. listen but those of us that mem- want to go to games are willing to accept it. Listen, one thing that you said a little while ago, Neil, yeah, is do you remember Birmingham and what coming after Birmingham? Yeah, I do. Birmingham come in with all the photo IDs and all that lot, yeah? And then... You've got the fucking membership card, what was allegedly because of all the trouble at Birmingham to make sure that we weren't getting outsiders going to away games. Well, Birmingham, what is what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago? Where is it? Longer than that now, isn't it? 20 years ago now, isn't it? Birmingham, what, 2001, two? 20 years ago. And we still got a membership scheme in, which is just a fucking tax on people going to away games. It's as simple no, as that. It was about 2003, wasn't it? Well, just well, it's, it's 20 odd. It's 20-odd years ago that that membership scheme is still in and goes up every year. You give none of that membership money now to the MSC. It all goes to the club. For what? To give you a piece of card, to give you permission to go to away games. And they tell other clubs to stick by that they don't sell game tickets apart from Millwall, the ones who sell tickets. It's a tax what will come in. And these COVID Yeah, it's a money-making scam by Millwall. 
Well, it's the money making scheme by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Millwall, but by everyone. Once these passports come in for football, they'll all be there, mate. It'll all be there, mate, to stay in. They say, oh, it's only coming in for a couple of years until we get on top of this virus and we push it away. And then what will happen is, is that the clubs will start putting a charge in for it of a fiver or something to start with, and then it will just go up and it will be added. Or part of the condition of your season ticket is that you have to show a positive or show that you've had the vaccine to do this. Or if you've had vaccine, you'll get a cheaper you'll get a cheaper ticket. So or will you... there'll be a way around it. There will be a way around it. So will you where do they it? Make it? So will you do it? Will you do what, it? What passport? No, I don't see why we need yeah, to if... have a passport to go to football. I don't yeah, need no, a passport. I'm asking you. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no I'm asking why? you. No. Yeah, no, I'm no. asking you. But why do I need a passport game... to go to football? I can go to a supermarket right. and walk around a fucking town centre and walk along the seafront and go to the beach without a fucking COVID passport. Right. Where there's more wankers right. who fucking probably more fucking at risk to me. Why can I? Why not go to football and not have it? So you won't do it in August then? No. Yeah, well, me and Omar will send you pictures what it's like inside the ground then. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't give true. a fuck. Well, but you know, it's 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 just the how it's the world we live in, isn't it, mate? I think I agree with everything you say. To be honest, I do agree. Same but... as I wouldn't go to Millwall if they wanted photo ID. I probably would still. <laughs> I miss Millwall. You know what I mean? So no, look, it's, yeah, I understand it's a miss Millwall and all that lot, but it's all about fucking. You know, I know why why the FA wants photo ID because at Wembley they basically got fuck all out of Wembley when when everyone went on the pitch. They pretty much drilled nothing. They got no one really for Wembley to sit there and hold up and Wembley apologised for their cock up and everything else. It's just another way to rape football fans. Uh, You know, rape probably the wrong word, but it's another way to attack football fans. We are the most easiest people in the world to attack through legislation. Fleece, I think you mean is the right word. It's just mug off, mate. It's mug us. They mug us off. Do you know what? You, you're a rugby man, right? You, you write for rugby papers, right? I can go pissed out of my head, and we, we've, we've discussed this before, right? Where rugby oh, no, we have, is, yeah. right, is fucking full of animals. Look, you know, but you come out on a train, they're pissing people's garden, they're doing this and the other. Do you know what? But you can go to Twickenham, pissed out your head, and end in that stadium, right? I go to, I can go to Millwall, and the rules are for the police, yeah, is that if I smell of, if I smell of alcohol, and I'm unsteady on my feet. I could fucking have a can of beer spilt on me and smell a beer and trip over my own feet. And according to them, I could be arrested for being drunk and disorderly, banned from the ground, and fucking be, you know, be arrested for that. It's bollocks, mate. It's different rules for both pieces, mate. Different rules. So, Joe, you can you can figure, mate. I just don't see. Listen, if if the passport's free, and it's literally all you need to do is show something to say. This is it. I've had the jab. I've had the two jabs. This is it. Like your your jab card with no personal information on it. Then yeah, I've got no issue with that. But if it steps up a little bit further than that, where I'm having to show a bit more to to be able to the passport has that bit more information. I don't want to be giving my data out. That's where it is. It's not about cutting your nose off. It all depends on how much information needs to be on that passport. Should we talk last yeah, ten minutes about uh, football? Should we talk something yeah, yeah. about that? Should we move on to Monday's game? Stoke City. Yeah. Let's, I, I know it's a good talking point, but maybe it's one for a podcast in the future for us to talk about further. So I think and we can definitely get... the good point about Monday is Ryan Woods can't play. There you go. Well, so Monday we play Stoke City away at the Bet365 Stadium. I think it's probably still called that now. Did you um, see how much their, their owner 
got? Everest is five. Yeah, mate. Good honour. She built the she built the app. She might let her take all the cream of the crops. I'd be the same. Fuck it. I'll probably take more. Yeah, but dad built the company. Yeah, but dad built exactly. the company. Yeah, I would. Fair but, play to her. Yeah, fair play. She yeah, she can earn that amount of money and she pays a fair whacking tax. Yeah. Good luck to Hopefully. her. I don't give a fuck about all these virtue signals who say they're making money off people's misery. Fuck them. Yeah. Straight question. Straight question. Right? Do you think she paid fifty percent tax on that? <laughs> I would hazard a guess that she probably pays quite a lot of tax. No, no, that's not the question. Don't don't power out the question. Did she pay between forty and fifty percent tax on that? No, did she? Yeah, fight? no. Her tax rate would be about sixty percent on that, wouldn't it? I don't know. But yeah, as long as she pays some tax on it, yeah, whatever she pays. On it is going to be more than most people back in probably ever earning Early, their life. Earning their life, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they can. Sorry, it's a Stoke City on Monday. That's it. Stoke, it's a Stoke on Monday. City on Monday. We're wrapping up now, anyway. So Stoke um, on Monday. They won 2 0 today, lads, against Bristol City. I mean, Bristol City's a bit up and down this season, anyway, in general. So it won't be pushovers, though. I think they seem to be on form recently. I think they've. Uh, won the game before against Star- uh, Derby, sorry. I think they drew against Cardiff away. You know, they're, they're going to be a tough side to come against. Obviously, players that, you know, the likes of Stephen Fletcher, uh, experienced forward for this level, Sam Folks, no Lee Gregory because he's gone alone to Derby. But what are you expecting from the game, Mickey? You expect a tough one. I think it should be interesting. Maybe some changes. I think we're going to draw, to be honest. I'm going to say it now. It'll be a dull one. I think I agree with MFC 8 and 85 here, nil nil. That's my prediction. Nil nil. <laughs> and I'll take think, it as well. I'll take it. I can't lie, I will. I think it'll be nil nil. Or or maybe we're we nick a win with a late goal. Um, but I think it's gonna be a boring game. Both teams really don't want to lose, do they? No, that's it. I think both teams are, you know, it's, it's, that's it, isn't it? It's going to be a, a, a tough ask to, you know, put on an entertaining affair. Both teams in the mid table obscurity, Neil, isn't it? You know, what else do you, can you ask for for this game? Well, the one good thing is that we've got quite a lot of players that are coming back, so maybe, yeah, maybe that time today uh, gives them a chance to come back in. Uh, it's a kind of game where we're quite likely to go up there and win, aren't we? I hope we win. I hope we're entertained because, as after all, it's an entertainment industry, and us being entertained doesn't happen too often. Let's yeah, but let's face it. But one, yeah, well, one nil either way. I think probably, hopefully, it's to us. Yeah, that's it. I think Kensington coming back into the fold. I think this is it, though. Look, you know, both teams are fifty-five points, tenth and eleventh in the table. It's set up just to be either you know similar sorts of form. We've got a plus three goal difference. We've got a plus two goal difference. They've drawn almost as many games as us this season. I think we're going to cancel each other out and it's either going to be a humding of a game and both teams going for it, maybe thinking there's a chance of the playoffs still. I mean, if we're still glimmering it a little bit, Stoughton might be holding on to it just as much. Who knows? But I think reality is both teams won't really give a shit about this game. Both teams won't want to get battered. Both teams will just play out a nil-nil, honestly. I'm sorry to people in the chat. I mean, some predictions here. 1-1 from Alan. He's saying we're on the beach now, season over. 1-1 from David. Nil-nil guaranteed from Barry. Um, what else we got here? We got one one from Joe Zampa. <laughs> let's take any. Let's take one anyway for a from Jim Grat. <laughs> yeah, well, can we take him up there and just fucking leave him? Yeah, can we lock him in a cupboard somewhere up there? 
or something, just so yeah, but just so he doesn't come back to London, honestly, and then happy days, isn't it? Would anybody see his barnet today? That boy badly needs haircut. Mate, he runs. Have you ever seen? You've seen him run. He just runs really pigeon chest. Do you know what I mean? He, he, uh, I don't know. Listen, those of you who are in the chat, yeah, he, when he plays next, watch him. He sort of runs, sort of as if he's like auditioning for um, Carry On or, or some form of comedy movie. Do you know what I mean? He, he sort of yeah, but he runs like, like Duncan Norville, different. Yeah, remember yeah, Duncan yeah, yeah. Norville who used to run around, <laughs> chase me, chase me. Yeah, he runs like that, doesn't he? Let's face it. He, he does. You know, he does he's trying to like keep that, somebody so, yeah. off his arsehole or something. <laughs> but yeah, but no. So, you, um, you know what today is, gents? Didn't you? What's that, mate? It's our twelfth show, oh. mate. It's our twelfth show. 12th. We've been doing. Yeah, we've been doing this. Yeah, we've done twelve shows now. This is our twelfth live show, mate. Not bad. So uh, yeah, and uh, you know, thank you very much to everyone in the in the chat and all that lot who join us week in week out and uh, and giving you support. Just uh, maybe next week we'll do bring a mate week. Um, you know, see if you can you can get someone else involved and whatnot. Um, well, so someone else I wanted to talk. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, just just briefly, um, we lost Barry Kitchener twelve years ago. Or thereabouts, was it 12 years? Uh, no, listen, that, no, eight, uh, 2012, nine years ago, um, mm. this week. Um, so yeah, or last week. So, uh, yeah, that was a um, a sort of thing on a club and all that. If you haven't watched it, there is a um, if you type in Barry Kitchen and Millwall, there is a, a great um, memorial video on uh, on YouTube. Um, for him, yeah, it was um, done on a big screen, wasn't it? When he died, I yeah. think for his memorial yeah. service at the ground. Yeah. If you don't want to search it, give us give us a little while, and I'll put it on a playlist on on our channel. Um, but yeah, that no, was a great video going through talking to ex players Barry Jacks, uh, Barry, you know George Jacks, and, and other people um, reminiscing about their time with him and everything else. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, you know. I never got to meet. I met his. I met his family and stuff because obviously they do a lot of charity stuff at the den and that. And um, and everyone either fucking loved him. He was a, an absolute gentleman um, on and off the pitch, and an absolute lion heart on the pitch. So uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. God bless you. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, just something where we. I thought I'd mention it, but yeah. I think it also needs to be said that we've lost two former players. Since our last show, we've lost uh, Mickey Brown, who died in Spain. We lost Alan Slag, who played for us in the sixties and seventies. All these players are slowly going. Now you need to get on the phone, mate. Get get, get a lot of them before we lose them all, mate. And uh, we do there. So yeah, remember if you want to get involved in who are you? If you want to tell us all about you know a bit about you and your following, me, we'll just get on our website and there's a, a button right at the top of the website to click to get involved in the show. Or if you want to get on on this, um, you know, send us a message, tell us why you want to come on and what you think um, you could bring to to coming on for giving us your, your five minutes of fame, then let us know. Um, but yeah. Very, I mean, very quick Barry right. Kitchen. Very, on. very quick Barry Kitchen story from me. I was looking to do a feature with Barry. Uh, so I phoned up what was his phone number for many years. 
And uh, the guy who answered the phone said, hello. I said, oh, is Barry there, please? He said, oh, not fucking you and all. I said, what do you mean? He said, uh, he said, he said, I keep on getting loads of phone calls for this bloke, Barry. Who was he? I said, he's fucking God, mate. Honestly, apparently, yeah, but he moved. He'd left the phone number at this house. And uh, and the guy who took it over just kept on getting phone calls for Barry Kitchener. Got very pissed off. There we go, you see. It was a, it, it, it was a, a legend all time, but yeah. Um, have we got anything else to talk about? Plug the plug the podcast this week, I suppose, if you haven't listened to it. Me and Omar had a catch-up last weekend talking some of the stories from Fan of the Board days, talking about the London Bridge lot, getting them on the pitch, um, and some other stories. And uh, and last week's, well, this week's Who Are You? or um, Into the Lions Den was with uh, Paul Moody, um, which was a... Uh, a good interview there. So, yeah, there's a, an hour there that will help you on your dog walk or just uh, waste a bit of time if you want to waste a bit of time. So, uh, yeah. Well said. I think that's everything, guys. I think, as always, if you've enjoyed, be sure to leave a like. Review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's greatly appreciated. And, yeah, 12 not out. I think we're close to 100 not out soon. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure as always. And we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back soon. It's the best team. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Uh, okay, this is awkward, but this bike says he'd appreciate it if you removed his skull pattern saddlebags. He feels self-conscious about them around all the other bikes, and he says you're not fooling anyone. You mostly ride with your golfing buddies. <laughs> Listen, I'm just the messenger here. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I think you made yourself clear. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.